Sports. Yeah, our Kings coverage tipping off about half an hour here. So before we get back to the Kings and the Lakers, just a quick check of our Sacktown Sports a YouTube poll. Which QB is playing the best in the NFL right now? Uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, or Brock Purdy? You can also vote by, by phone, 339-1140, Uh In fact, let's go to JR. He joins us now on Sacktown Sports. Hi, JR. How are you today? Hello. Simone, when Simone does the, the updates, they're just so much nicer to listen to. Aww. Just you know. <laughs> she appreciates that, JR. Yeah. Well, we appreciate her. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, that poll is kind of silly. I mean, it's like one guy and then a bunch of other people. <laughs> So I, I I don't even know where we're kind of having. I mean, was that Drave's poll to see if if Hertz deserves to even be in the top ten? Or no, no. Sure. First of all, they worded the poll wrongly. Like that wasn't <laughs> they that wasn't the debate. Here's what the poll says. It says which quarterback is playing the best right now. Our uh, discussion was which quarterback is the best right now. And Whitey came up with these cockamamie stats, some obscure website where he found these stats, these numbers that had Brock Purdy. And I'm like, we wouldn't rather have a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, or even a Jalen Hurts? Yeah, it was the athletics. Yeah, it was, some, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, NFL stats right from the league, you mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. James. No, I, you could say present, past, future. I mean, in my think. Old BC is going to be right there. Bring yeah. the smoke. You said, hey, let me win the Dallas game. I'm pretty sure I was turning that TV off second half because <laughs> I'm like, God, the NFC East is so pathetic. Is it really? They, Hold on. They have the Who's worst division in football. Oh, I see you're trying to give me raw. I see what you're trying to do. See what I'm doing? Talk I, to I'm me. To do a, uh, what is it? Fox December 3rd. Uh, for Christie, I'm doing a Fox vs. Christie on you in the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me December 3rd. I got it circled. I'm going to be ready. My squad will be ready. And here's the thing. Your boy what? Brock Purdy? Yeah. Ride with him. Good. Enjoy it while it lasts. I'm saying he's faced a bunch of cupcakes so far this season. These, I mean, oh, okay. the Cowboys aren't a real team. They were exposed. They were they're until flawed. they played Brock Purdy. But they hadn't okay. played anybody. They had not played anybody. They Listen. they they weren't as good, obviously, as we thought they were. Hey, I'll give a hardball line. He's tougher than a two dollar steak, and he'll eat cupcakes and steaks. And he's definitely going to Philly and eating one of what is it, Philly sandwiches. What do you guys have out there? Cheese steaks. You ain't stuff. ready for that. You ain't ready for the cheese steaks. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I might even get a chicken fly out there right now, Drapes. Hey, have you ever heard of something called PTSD? You know what that well, is? I, yeah, I, that's, I, that's people knock the, on my door all the time, and I don't, there's no one actually out there yet. <laughs> well, that's what the Niners face when they go back to the link <laughs> on December 3rd. That, uh, that place is a house of horrors. You got guys complaining about the fans. Yes. Did you see what house happened in the NFC yeah, Championship well, they game? Cheat. They don't he- cheat and hit Brock late like they did last year in the <laughs> NFC to get championship game. You know, I love PTSD, it. I love Phillies, love Audrey, it. Hey, I want to see some SC rivalry defense. with the Kings tonight. Thank I want you, them. JR. I want them fighting. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, JR. Yes, JR. Thank you. And you got I think me it, was that up. a vote for Purdy? I think that was a vote. Phone. Nah, vote he already Brock voted Purdy. like twenty times. He, yeah. He's already uh, voted. Um, yeah, well, I, that, that, that poll is skewed, but I get it. I'll play along. Scientific play along. poll. Uh, I. Don't mean to pile on you here because I know he came after you a little bit. Yeah. But I also know that you were maybe not miffed, but mildly irked at least by this um, 
the the top 50 here that came out today, ESPN's NBA ranks. Now, we, we don't have the top 10 yet, but we do have two kings in, in the top 50. 23 and 22 is Fox and Sabonis. But I know that you were not overly happy with the results here. No, nah, not at all. Just because I appreciate our guys making big jumps in the poll. I appreciate them being in the top 25. But then when you look at some of the players that are ahead of them, you know, we talked about Carl Anthony Towns, who's at, uh, at 20, right? Right, at that's 20. correct. Uh, that's based on reputation. That's based on, you know, the Towns a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, the knock on the Sacramento Kings has been, oh, they can't, you know, possibly be as good because they can't have as good of health this season. Well, Carl Anthony Towns was injured last season. He missed a huge chunk. But yet we're giving him the benefit of the doubt and putting him in the top 20. So I have a problem with that. And I also have a problem with Tyrese Halliburton being ranked ahead of De'Aaron Fox. Tyrese is great. He's had a great start to his career. All-star level player. 20 and 10 guy. He's tremendous. But De'Aaron Fox just led his team to the postseason for the first time in 17 years. I think De'Aaron, what De'Aaron Fox is, people are underestimating and, and downplaying. He was the most clutch player in the NBA. Doesn't that count for something? So it's not egregious. I don't think it's egregious to have him at, at 23. Uh, but to have him behind Tyrese Halliburton, I do have a problem with that. Yeah, as we said, both Sabonis and Fox, they're ahead of some really good players on this poll for what it's worth. And it's not worth getting excited about, really, because who cares? But there are some players that are listed ahead of those two guys that I just think is just trying to be, you know, um, rational about it. It's like, well, that's just wrong. For example, in my opinion right now, number 15 ahead of De'Aaron Fox, Donovan Mitchell. To me, that's that's just wrong. And I know Donovan is Mitchell. Is it wrong, to, though? I, to I, me I wasn't is. that upset about that one. Tell me, tell me why you, got, you think that because, was wrong. I know Donovan Mitchell scores a ton of points, and he's a good player, but I don't know. He doesn't do for his team what De'Aaron Fox did. And look at them last year, first round, they flamed out. So to me, I give De'Aaron Fox the edge there because of just the Jerry West award, the clutch play and what he's, okay, uh, yeah, okay. what he did for that team last year. But then you got like Dame, you know, and Anthony Edwards and those guys. How, how about Jamal you, Murray? How can you? How, how about um, Jamal Murray? I don't have a problem with Jamal Murray. Okay. Being on there. Let's see, where is he? He's, he's 17. I mean, Jamal Murray last year. Just the way he came back from the the injury, and then the, the, he was so great in the bubble, and he helps them win the championship last year. Uh, let's see here. Fully healthy, 26 points a game, 5.7 rebounds, 7 assists in the postseason. He's, I think, That was I'm in the big, postseason, though. Yeah, I that's guess. what it matters the most. I guess, I guess. That's your whole Brock like, Purdy quarterback No, but, but the thing about Jamal Murray, you know, there's a reason why he's called Bubble Murray or Playoff Murray or something like that. You know, for Denver, I know they had a great season. They were tremendous. But I think why some people, you know, didn't respect them during the season is because clearly Jamal Murray was hurt for, you know, the first half of the season. And when he came back, he wasn't playoff Jamal Murray. He wasn't bubble Jamal Murray. That really took off. And so, you know, now if he's averaging 26 points per game during the regular season, my gosh, then, you know, but – you could argue Jamal Murray is this Western Conference version of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler plays well during a regular season, but then all of a sudden turns in to playoff Jimmy. Does that make him better than uh, De'Aaron Fox? In those I, don't, I don't have a problem with it, but I know I understand why you do. And to that point, 
if you look at the new player participation policy rules that determine what a star is, mm-hmm. Jamal Murray by the by that he's never been he's an all star, not a star, right? Right. So he's not. He he's never been all NBA. So never that. been all star. And so you know what? Uh, that that's you know a, a little. Uh, an, I think Fox is closer to him than seventeen to twenty three. I, I like Jamal Murray, but I, I get your point. Uh, let's see, and you got Paul George. Paul George, when's Paul George going to win something? Huh? Is that fair to say? <laughs> and can you say Paul George is by, by clearing the way better than Kawhi? Like the only knock on Kawhi really is availability, which is huge. But Paul George's been injured also. You know, he's missed games as well. And so, but I like Paul George. Paul George is is a great two-way player. Mm. I'm not going to hate on that. He's entering his uh, fifth year with the Clippers, and those have been five, not his fault completely, but the five very underwhelming Clipper years. You know what? You you said the exact right word, underwhelming. When they paired up, we were like, this is the best duo in the NBA. I thought, Who's I thought, going to stop I them? There's a championship team right there. And, I thought and, so. And I don't think they've ever made the Western Conference Finals even, you know, those two together. And so, uh, you know, you could argue, I think they're both uh, up for extensions uh, after this year. Like, they can both be free agents. And so, you got to wonder what, what Steve Ballmer's going to do. Like, do you pay each of those guys 50 to $60 million per year when you haven't got any return on that in, in terms of winning. Do you think it's realistic to expect Fox and or Sabonis to get better? Honestly, um, your your honest assessment of those two. They're, get better? Yeah. I don't think the numbers will be better. I think, you know, maybe a little efficiency when it comes to Fox. Maybe a three-point can be better, that kind of thing. Um, for Sabonis, I think the regular season, he's going to put up his 19, 12, or 7. He's going to be great. The jury is out on the postseason. Like, that's where he has to be better. That's when he can be better. I don't know how much better statistically he can be in the regular season, especially with the emergence of Keegan Murray. uh, When we come back, one way in which Domas might have to get better this year, Mm. and then we'll uh, take you right up to uh, Kings and Lakers coverage here on Sacktown Sports. It's the drive, guys. Also tell you how the – King's going to be seeing a new Anthony Davis next year. That and more next. Drive Guys, Sacktown Sports. Looking forward to some Kings basketball tonight. As far as we can tell, we know there have been some questions. Uh, Looks like the Kings will be, as far as we know, no issues with them tonight on NBA TV. Right, as far as we can tell, there was some questions. Yeah, that's what I heard. You know, I think we're good. Right, I, I think you know it shouldn't be blacked out. In our area, because like we said before, uh, it's not being broadcast in the Kings market. Like NBC Sports California is not broadcasting this game. But the only issue is, and we talked about it earlier, we've seen, you know, last season, like Lakers games and Clippers games, for some reason, were blacked out in our market. And so I don't know if that's a cable thing or what. Uh, hopefully uh, that won't be the case tonight. But uh, it won't be blacked out because of anything NBC did or anything like that. I, I would imagine if it is blacked out, it's because for some reason they think Los Angeles and Sacramento yeah. are the same TV market or something I, like that. I, I'm kind of glad to hear that you had that issue because I thought it was just me. Yeah. And I thought somehow they've got my wrong zip code. They think <laughs> I live in Los Angeles. Right. That that frustrated the heck out of me. And so you get home and you want to watch a game and, and you can't even watch it. Uh, yeah. So hopefully that's not the issue tonight.
Uh, Keegan Murray's not playing tonight, has a mild thumb issue, just precautionary he's not playing. Yeah, yeah, right uh, thumb issue. Uh, I guess he banged it uh, uh, in, in shoot-around earlier today. Uh, n- you know, just precaution. I fully expect him uh, to be good come Sunday. But, you know, he's your prized possession. You know, you got to, you know, treat him with kid gloves, baby gloves. You got to make sure he gets to the regular season. So if you're coaching the team, what's your starting lineup tonight, then? I'm throwing Sasha. Really? I would I would put Sasha in at the three. Yeah, three slash four, whatever. Him and Harrison Barnes uh interchangeable. I would I that's what I would do. That's not what I think will, will happen, <laughs> however. You know, uh maybe they go big. You throw Trey Lyles uh out there at, at four and Harrison Barnes at three. Maybe you go uh Chris Duarte. Uh that that's a, a key question I'm I'm gonna be looking for. I would th- like to see Sasha play alongside uh, De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Hurd, or Sabonis and, and see how he can play alongside those guys. Yeah, I think, you know, we all would, but we all know based on what Mike Brown says, like as you just pointed right. out, we're probably not going to see that for a little bit here. Yeah, but, yeah. Was a little that disappointing. Where when we heard about it, it sounded like, wow, he must be upset. But when you actually heard what he yeah, said, yeah. it was more like, well, we just, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be in the rotation. It wasn't, he wasn't laying down the law. Right. It, he, it was, I'm still trying to figure it out kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's it how I. It sounded different yeah. than it read. Right. Exactly. And so it, it shocked people when you read it. It came across Twitter. What? Sasha might not be in the rotation. Mike Brown is saying, I don't know the rotation just yet. So we'll see, man. I, I would love to see Sasha get the start tonight. Darvin Ham uh, is the coach of the Lakers. You know that play? The the hammer play, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you know it's named? Yeah, for him? I did know that. Yeah. Yes, did I you did. know the, the in the playoffs last year the Warriors ran it against him. Did they really? Yeah, <laughs> and they, they did. <laughs> I remember. So I think I remember hearing that on the broadcast or something yeah, like that. They ran the yeah, hammer, the play hammer play against play. the guy that it was that, named it was for. named after. Yeah, yeah. Where was that from? When he was in Milwaukee as a yes. player, I think it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So Darvin Ham yesterday said he wants Anthony Davis shooting six threes per game. Say that again. Say say, say Darvin Ham wants Anthony Davis shooting six threes per game. I want him if he can. I know he won't do it, but maybe he'll shock (laughs) me. I've requested to see six three-point attempts a game, three per half at least. I wouldn't put that on him if I didn't think he was capable. End quote. You don't. You would not find a bigger believer in Anthony Davis's abilities than me. But three-pointers, six of them, that's crazy talk, Darvin Ham. Let me just rattle off to you Anthony Davis' three-point percentage over the last, let's say, five years. He was a 25.7% shooter last season. Before that, 18.6%. Before that, 26%. 33%, 33%. So maybe, yeah, but six a game when he's so dominant I want him mid-range of pay right right <laughs> if you're a kinks go ahead we'd love to guy. have you out there yeah that, to me that is uh, that is opposite of his strengths he's at his best when he's closer to the basket mid-range dominating the paint if I'm a defender sure ad you want to <laughs> shoot threes go for it all you want shoot it get it up I, I don't understand that thinking yeah, and he was uh, just in the playoffs, shot a little better, but still only 33.3%. This reminds me of Domas, because I know Chris and I talked to Domas, and I know you talked to him yeah. all the time, on Media Day. And I asked him, 
Um, what are you going to do if teams play you? Not all teams are right. capable of doing this, but if teams defend you the way the Warriors did in that series, how are you going to counter that? And he talked about maybe taking more jump shots when, when they're there. Yes. He shot the ball really well last year, but he still only took just – it averaged out, averaged out to barely more than one a game. He was 37%, right. which right. is great. But I'm wondering if that's something that he may have to do at times if teams are just staying off of him like the Warriors did from the opening tip of game one and saying, right. all right, what are you going to do out there now? It, I, we I think, the passing yeah. games on passing I think on what De- DeMontis Sabonis has to do is be decisive in whatever you do. You know, I agree. I, you know, against the Warriors, it was like you could almost see it in yep. his head, like uh-huh. him trying to figure out, uh-oh, should I shoot? What should I do? Should I pass? Whatever you're going to do, just do it. You know, if you catch it, they're sagging off, bang, shoot it. It's okay. Shoot it in rhythm. You know, too many times, you know, in that Warriors series, he sort of like got himself out of rhythm. Like it, it was, it just wasn't fluid. It, it hadn't, it didn't have any flow. And so, uh, I think based on the numbers, he can be a better three-point shooter or extend his range a little bit. I don't want him taking six threes or anything <laughs> like that, obviously. I do think you got to keep the defense honest. But to me, it was his reaction time last year against the Warriors. He did too much thinking instead of doing. It's a great point. I know you play golf. It reminds yeah. me of when you know sometimes in golf you're between shots. But you don't know. Okay, do I hit a you know a hard eight here, or soft seven, right? Whatever it is, you got to decide and do it and, and, and that's commit it. to it. Right? That's it. Totally yeah. commit yeah. to it. Like this is my shot. So that's what he's got to do when he's in between. Whatever it is, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it decisively. Yeah. And, and as the series went on, you could tell it, it got harder and harder for him. And you know, there started to be some groans and moans and fans shoot it, shoot it, or you know, just do something. Same thing on on the interior with him. Stop pump faking so much. Go, just go up. Just you're the strongest guy on the floor. Just go up, and and I hope that's something that the Kings worked with him at. You know, I know he worked with Doug Christie and Leandro Barbosa a lot this off season. Hopefully, that's one of the things. Whatever you do, Domas, just commit to it and do it. You know, don't second guess yourself. I do think he's gonna probably take, have to take more jump shots because if I'm playing off of him and I'm clogging the passing lanes right. a little bit, I'm kind of taking away. All right, this is what makes you special up yeah, there. Yeah. Now, what you, you're going to have to counter that? He's going to have to. We right. saw last year he's capable of making that shot. Uh, I think he's going to have to prove that you can't play me that way. I think as far as the improvement of those two players, we were just talking about how much they can improve. Fox, I see, you know, he can improve his efficiency, his outside shooting. Domas. Um, you know, there's something like his outside shooting can be better, but he was so good last right, year. Right. It's hard. And he's already been an all-star. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, What's we saw the next about the step best. For him? Yeah. In, in terms of statistics, is he all of a sudden going to turn into a 23, 24-point per? I, I don't see that. Is he going to get 14, 15 rebounds, nine assists? Like, how if much he's room? averaging that many points, there's probably something wrong with the rest of the right, offense, that's, right? That's what I think. You know, it's maybe Keegan Murray doesn't take that development that we want to see. And so... I think 19, 12, and 7 is a perfect stat line for DeMontis Sabonis because he was, great he was tremendous last year. And so, you know, his room for improvement isn't statistically, it's, you know, how he gets his points, let's say. You know, being able to knock down that 18-foot or I something think. like that. Yeah, so, just yeah. so you can't play off of him like that. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. And the Warriors, you know, I, I want to see – 
did they have the blueprint? Like, are other teams going to try to follow what the Warriors did to the Kings and make life for Domas that much more difficult? Yeah, go ahead. I dare you to shoot. And hopefully, like I said, he just does it. No hesitation. Because ain't nobody going to yell at Domas. Domas, why are you taking that? That's not, you know, yeah. he's the guy. He's one of the guys. He has the green light just like De'Aaron Fox. I know in the playoffs it's tougher for everybody to score. Things just slow down. They grind down. But that really was an effective way of slowing down a lot of what the Kings were so uh, so good at last year when you got the ball at the high post and the guy who makes the offense go because they run the offense through the high post and then he didn't know what to do. So I think they are going to probably see that a lot this year. Right. Think about it. You know, it, it's sort of like, you know, playing five on four, but the other way. Like, if you don't have to guard Domas, now you got five defenders in their ability to defend four other guys. And so that's what happened. The offense wasn't as fluid. Give the Warriors a ton of credit. They mucked it up. Uh, Kavon Looney, also Domas couldn't overpower him when he did get inside. So that was a, a big reason why the Kings didn't win, I don't think. And so that's why if you start knocking down those outside shots, you got to imagine it becomes a little easier uh, on the inside. I do think the Kings should have won that series, and I do think they know that. And I think that's one thing that's fueling them going forward. I think especially Mike Brown knows that we had that series, and we let him off the hook. Right, right. That's exactly. a thing fans say, but I think that's honestly how they feel, and I think it's an accurate accurate uh, evaluation of that series. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's one that you know I would imagine uh, haunts him and, and is biting him in his butt because they probably feel they were the better team. And uh, I'm just on Twitter right here, and news coming out: uh, the Lakers are resting a bunch of their guys tonight. Uh, no LeBron, no AD, no Austin Reeves, no Jared Vanderbilt, no Cam Reddish. So uh, you know the Lakers are taking this one easy, man. They're, you know, they're like, okay. ah, we don't need uh, our guys tonight. All right. That's disappointing, right? It is. I think if I were, well, it's probably too late now because guys have their assignments. But if I'm Mike Brown, I'm not playing my guys right. either. <laughs> right. I'm resting my guys. You know, I got, what has he got? Like 50 guys right. on the bench He's got right a now. million guys. You still got three more preseason games uh, as well. And so two of them at home. So maybe we only see Fox in the starters for a quarter or so. Mm -hmm. And the players that uh, Kyle Draper says need to play well tonight, I think we said. Need to play well. Duarte is one. Duarte is one, especially no Keegan Murray. Like, Sasha or Duarte, those minutes are yours. Like, who's going to take that jump? Who's going to assume that role? And for me also, I want to see Kevin Herter get going. I would love to see, you know, just three or four threes see, go too. down. You I know? thought I said that last game, and you're like, well, you know, it should be okay. But it <laughs> no, would be nice to make around, some shots. Man, yeah. I, I thought about it. You know, it, it's, you know, coming off that Raptors game, coming off that Golden State series, just for, you know, not that I think anything's wrong or I'm worried about him. I just want to see him smile and have see some shots going down for his own confidence. Mm-hmm. He's got to make shots to be helping your ball club. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he was a big reason why that team got off such to, to such a hot start, had that seven-game winning streak. Kevin Herter was lights out to start the season early on. I mean, he was uh, leading the NBA in three-point shooting for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, those first two months of the season. He had a great season, and he and – also, Monk and Keegan Murray, mm-hmm. they all should have been, and it's not a big deal. It's worth, not worth getting all agitated about. But they <laughs> should have been in that top 100. 
I don't I don't understand what the people that put that together. Yeah, were they, at. they should do one before the season and then revisit it after the those season. Five, that see. was a really dynamic lineup. That, last that was year. one of the best starting uh, lineups in the entire NBA, right up there with the Celtics starting lineup. And so, uh, no, I'm with you, man. A, a lot to prove uh, for the Sacramento Kings. Some still some doubters out there. And so uh, hopefully these guys can uh, once again prove people wrong. Enjoy the game. Back yes. with you tomorrow. I'm going to go find it somewhere, man. <laughs> We're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. I look forward to it. Thank you for being with us. Scott Marsh, Henry Turner, tip off your Kings coverage next right here. Sacktown Sports.